What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of this podcast, Too Much Sports. We're back and better than ever, you know? It's been a very long hiatus, but I'm proud to say that I'm back better than ever, ready to talk about a lot of NFL, NBA, MLB. We have live sports back, which is great. I honestly didn't think out of the long break that I took from the podcast we were going to have live sports back, but we do. NFL Week 1 just got over with last night's um, 9 o'clock game, which was Titans and Broncos. I'll talk about that today. So, without further ado, let's get right to the intro. Alright, what is up guys? We're back with another episode. Finally, after the very long hiatus of, I think, around five or six months. Maybe even more. I don't know. But we're back. Live sports are back. NFL, MLB, NBA. It, it, we're, we're getting back to normal. Out of from where, we, from where we were back in April or March, it, there's a lot of things that have gotten better. Like NFL Week 1 just started. NBA playoffs are getting closer to finish. The finals are getting closer and closer. Um... MLB just about to start the uh, postseason, so with and everyone's having a shortened season. Besides the NFL, um, MLB they had a shortened season, NBA had a shortened season. So yeah, but we're back today. We're mainly going to talk about a lot of football because it is Tuesday. Game just got over yesterday. There were two great games last night. Eh, I wouldn't say great games. The first game was not the greatest. Second game was okay. Um, the first game was, were the, uh, it was the Steelers and Giants. It it wasn't that much of a, I don't know, it wasn't a great game to watch because you had Saquon Barkley ran nine, nine yards because the Steelers have one of the best, uh, running defense and you also, Saquon Barkley is working with the New York Giants offensive line. So just put that together. You have the Giants O line, and then you have uh, the Steelers, the best defense in the league for running defense. You put that together, you're not going to get that many yards. So honestly, oh, hold on, I can look. Uh, Saquon had six yards, not nine yards, six yards. Something that's kind of embarrassing for Saquon is that Ben Roethlisberger had more uh, yards. Ben Roethlisberger had nine yards rushing. Saquon had six. So. Any of you fantasy people that had uh, Saquon Barkley, which is me, did not have a very good day last night. But that's just his first game. You can't really, you you can't really blame him for the first game of the year. And they were, I just said they, it was uh, Giants O line, Steelers best defense, running defense in the league. So nothing really big. They lost twenty six sixteen. Steelers got the win last night. Ben Roethlisberger, he was 21 for 32, 229 yards, three touchdowns. Looked pretty good. He hit Juju a lot. Juju had two touchdowns last night. Juju, 69 yards, six receptions. He was the main target for Ben Roethlisberger last night, which was pretty fun to watch because I also had Juju, and Juju had uh, 24 points in fantasy. So anybody who had Juju in fantasy or that anybody who didn't draft Juju and he's still there, you might want to go pick him up because... I feel like Juju, is. this is his breakout year. But let's talk about the next game that happened last night. It was Titans and the Broncos. 
Ryan Tannehill facing off with Drew Locke, the rookie, or the second-year rookie. Um, Ryan Tannehill threw 29 for 43, 249 yards, two touchdowns. And Drew Locke, all right, this is what I want to talk about Drew Locke. He, last night in the first half, he actually shocked me because he was throwing really good. He looked exactly like Patrick Mahomes throwing off the side, off-bounds throws. The first touchdown of the game was to Noah Fant. Um, he ran off to the side to the right. Um, did a sidearm throw. Noah Fant caught it, uh, diving. So Drew Lock actually looked pretty good in the first half. Then once we got into the second half, it kind of he kind of slipped away a little bit. He still was making plays, but he just couldn't uh, make that passes. They weren't so accurate. Looking from the like stats per, uh, perception, um, he looked really good. Twenty two for forty three or twenty two for thirty three, two hundred sixteen yards, one touchdown. Melvin Gordon, 15 carries, 78 yards, one touchdown. Um, I honestly feel that the Broncos are a very good team. They lost 16 to 14 by a field goal, and which shouldn't really. You can't really blame that because this weekend we're gonna get into that. They were, I think, they're about five or six games that came down to a touchdown or field goal or like a drive that could have happened, could have changed the game in any way. So week one was was pretty eventful to say the least. Um, we're gonna start out with the Thursday game, all the way back from Thursday. That was the Chiefs and Texans, my favorite team, the Chiefs. The Chiefs did come out with the win. Win they won thirty four to twenty, led by Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes threw for twenty four for thirty two, two hundred eleven yards, three touchdowns. Which looking at those stats were those are pretty good stats. Um. But if you did watch the game, again, it didn't really look like the Patrick Mahomes that we usually see. He looked like he was struggling a little bit. He um, looked pressured in the backfield. So I think, honestly, that's just because of the first game of the season. But by all means, Patrick Mahomes still the best player in the league, in my in my opinion right now. There are some players that I will talk about today that are kind of that are getting up there with him from just week one. But right now, Patrick Mahomes still has my vote for uh, MVP for the end of the season, just from week one. I know it's not really what you're supposed to say, but I don't know. He just looks good. But also, for the Chiefs, coming out with the rookie, uh, Carl Edwards Hilaire, 25 carries, 138 yards, one touchdown from LSU. He is looking pretty promising for the Chiefs. He was their first-round pick last year. So that is a great pick, all because... um. I think he's playing because Damian Williams, he opted out of the season because of coronavirus. And so Carl Edwards got the uh, start, and he's proved himself. So that's kind of kind of a loss for Damian Williams if uh, Carl Edwards' Hilaire starts popping off, and Damian Williams might not end up with the job. But I do like uh, uh, Carl Edwards because he is a very he's a small he's a small running back, very versatile. He can get in, get out of uh, pockets, and I, I like him. So. Let's go over to the Texans side. The Texans, the first half, they they weren't really doing anything. They they let the Chiefs go get 24 unanswered points. Um, it was 24-7 at half. Um, then Deshaun Watson came back in the second half. Didn't do enough to get the win or come, come really close. He did get uh, one, one, rushing, one rushing touchdown and then another throwing touchdown, but... He did end up going 20 for 32, 253 yards, one INT, and then one uh, touchdown. David Johnson, 11 carries, 77 yards, one touchdown. 
Um, the Texans, they're. I don't think they're that great of a team. They did hang in with them in the second half, but in the first half it, it got pretty boring. If you can, if you let a team like the Chiefs put up twenty four unanswered in the first half, then it's it kind of puts a toll on your players. That saying that you like for Deshaun Watson, it's saying telling your teammates that I don't really want to be there, that you're just not trying. But they did after the half. They did come back, put two point two, put two touchdowns up. So. I feel like they will be, they, they're a wild card team this year. I don't think they're that big of a playoff team. I feel like they're going to get to the wild card. They're going to lose the wild card, but that's a little step up because they're. I don't. I wouldn't say they're a young team. They're just a rebuilding team. They're one of those rebuilding teams that needs to come back, rebuild. But yeah. So next up, this game. This game was pretty boring. But if you're a Bills fan, it wasn't boring. If you're a Jets fan, uh, I feel bad for you because. Sam Donald, you got to get him out of there. I've been saying this. This is what I, this is my plan before the podcast started. I'm going to just rattle on uh, Sam Donald. He is not a great quarterback at all. I yes, looking at him out of college, he was a good quarterback. I don't think he was a great first round pick for the Jets. But that being said, I feel like he will be getting cut this year. After going 21 for 35, he did have 215 yards, one touchdown, and one INT. That doesn't really say for what the game said. If you were watching the game, so many un- inaccurate passes. Couldn't find couldn't find any of his wide receivers. Um, the running court was terrible. Le'Veon Bell, six carries, 14 yards, zero touchdowns. Jamal Adams, he had two carries, eight yards, one touchdown. Um, the Jets just need to figure it out. But on the other side, the Bills... You have Josh Allen, 33 for 46, 312 yards, two touchdowns. Josh Allen out of Wyoming is looking very promising for the begin- for the year. He, I wouldn't say he's in midseason form yet, but he was looking quite in there. He is a great rushing quarterback, great throwing quarterback, dual threat, and I think the Bills are a very, very good playoff contending team. So that being said, the Bills did win 27-17. The Jets need to figure their stuff out if they want to have at least a 500 year. Because if they don't, they are not winning barely any ball games. But after that, we have the man himself, the MVP of Week One, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers threw. 32 for 44, 364 yards, and four touchdowns. He would have had five touchdowns if Devontae Adams didn't drop that uh, diving catch. But it was kind of a hard catch, but he did drop it in the end zone. But still, four touchdowns, 364 yards, 332 for 44. Zero INTs. Aaron Rodgers is looking very sharp. Very, very sharp. I would say... I might get some controversies here, but um, Aaron Rodgers, he might, he is definitely, I wouldn't say the second best quarterback in the league. I'd say he's top five, definitely top five. But if Aaron Rodgers was still in his prime just a little bit, he would be way better than Patrick Mahomes. It's just right now, Patrick Mahomes is in his prime, has a lot more, is a lot more better than Aaron Rodgers. But don't get me wrong, Aaron Rodgers is still great. It's just he's a little out of his prime, but he's still great. 
They were. I'll give them. I'll give the Vikings a little bit. The Vikings do have a very, very young secondary, a very young off uh, defense. So, but still, you can't, you can't um, just say that because they lost. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, giving one thing to the Vikings. But on the other hand, for the Vikings, they did put up 34 points on the Green Bay defense. Kirk Cousins went 19 for 25, 259 yards, two touchdowns, and one INT. Um, he hit Adam Thielen. Six times for 110 yards. Adam Thielen with two touchdowns. There's another great uh, fantasy pick right there. Adam Thielen for anybody who has him. Or if he's not drafted yet, you should go pick him up. But I bet he did get picked, uh, drafted or picked up after uh, the game. Um, Yeah, that's, like I say, that's all I got to say about that game. Aaron Rodgers in contending for the Week 1 MVP. That's what I'm doing after every podcast, every every episode now. I'll be saying every week's MVP. So right now, I think I didn't mean what I said at the beginning of talking about the Packers. Aaron Rod- Aaron Rodgers is a contender right now for MVP of week one. He's not there yet, but he will be, hopefully. Um, Next, this game th- this game is, was not my favorite to watch. I, uh, I, 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 let's just get into it. So it's Eagles and Washington football team. Uh, it's kind of weird to say the Washington football team, so we'll just call them Washington right now. They beat the Eagles 27-17. to Carson Wentz, this is where it gets weird. So he is a really good quarterback, as everyone saw two years ago uh, when they had their Super Bowl run, but he didn't go to the Super Bowl because he got hurt. But he played that entire regular season, had an amazing regular season that year, um, and then Nick Foles came in for the uh, playoffs and then the uh, Super Bowl. But that Carson Wentz, I don't, in my opinion, with what the Eagles have right now for assets for him, I don't think we're going to see that Carson Wentz anymore, which does suck because that he he was really good two years two years ago. Um, but I'm not dissing the uh, wide receiver core because they do have really good wide receivers. They picked up Jalen Rieger out of TCU for the draft. Um, they have Zach Ertz. They have. Uh, they have Dallas Goder, two great uh, tight ends. They, I just don't see them helping uh, Carson Wentz out. And then also the offensive line. Carson Wentz got sacked eight times yesterday, which or not yesterday, Sunday, which you, you can't do that. He looked very pressured in the backfield, which it's, it, you can't have that for a quarterback and expect to win a game. He went 24 for 42, 270 yards, two TDs, two INTs. Um... Let's get over here. Dwayne Haskins, they did win, but Dwayne Haskins did not have that great of a game. 17 for 31, 178 yards, 1 TD, 0 INTs. He is more of a rushing quarterback, I feel like, and I think he's just there right now until... I think he's just filling the quarterback spot until they find another good quarterback to fill a spot, which hopefully in next year's draft... They will go with a quarterback instead of a defense, instead of a defensive player. But like, let's say they get next year. I'm taking this all the way to next year now, next summer. If they end up doing bad this year, which Washington, which they already have one win in the book, but saying they do bad, they get a number one or number two pick next year. They pick Trevor Lawrence 
out of Clemson because this is his last year at Clemson. They get him. I feel like Washington next year will be a very, very scary team because of just how good Trevor Lawrence is. Dwayne Haskins, either he's traded or he's moved to backup. But for right now, they... I'm not going to say they got lucky, They, but they got lucky. That's all you can say, really. Because Eagles, they just didn't have that great of a game. In the first half, though, uh, Carson Wentz did look pretty good. He is like the first drive or second drive of the game. He hit Zach Ertz for the touchdown, but which was good because I had Zach Ertz on both my fantasy teams. So he kind of helped me out there. But then for the rest of the game, he didn't help me out anywhere. But besides that, that's that game. Washington won 27-17. This next game is... Um, it's not my favorite game. Probably my... No, it's not my least favorite game. But Ravens and the Browns. Ravens won 38-6 against the Browns. The Browns need help. That's... Everyone knows that. It's not a secret. Everyone knows that um, Baker Mayfield is a complete bust. He's not talented at all. Like, no... If you're listening to this and thinking I'm crazy, then you must not be paying attention to sports or anything because he is just not, he's not an NFL quarterback. Yes, he was a Heisman winner at Oklahoma. Yes, he popped off at Oklahoma and he was a walk-on. Everyone loved him. He he earned, he's earned a spot at Oklahoma. That doesn't make him an NFL quarterback. And we've been seeing that for every single year he's been in the NFL. Yes, you can say that they've had four different quarterbacks in his three, or he, they've had three different quarterbacks in his three years of playing, but it, it doesn't really matter. When you have 21, when you go 21 for 39, 189 yards, one t- touchdown, one INT, it just may, it, it just doesn't help out your team. He can't, he doesn't have, he's the same height as Russell Wilson, but he does not have the same arm strength as Russell Wilson, the same awareness, same really, like, I, I don't know. He's just not an NFL quarterback. And they're, that's also, this is also going to the Browns for next year's draft. I feel like they're going to do the same thing if they don't have a good season, which turning out right now from the first game of the season, I doubt they're going to have a great season, but turning out from the first game, they did play the Ravens, though, but that's not no exception. That, but let's say the Browns do bad. They get a first, second round, a first, second pick. They get a really good quarterback. Trade out, uh, uh, whatever, or uh, Baker Mayfield. Trade him out. Start they because they have they have a great receiving core. They have Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. They can put they put Kareem Hunt there as a slot. They are good. They they. They have assets. They just don't have good quarterbacks right now. They they don't have a good leader. And yes, he is great for publicity. He has a whole bunch of ads and stuff. It's because he has a voice. He um is like a loud mouth. He's cocky, but he's just not an NFL quarterback. And people, I people are starting to see that. They just haven't been seeing that, but now they are. Like watching like First Take, Undisputed, all those sports shows. Everyone's seen it now. Everyone's seen how he's not that great of a quarterback. He he just was a hot shot out of Oklahoma that won the Heisman. That everyone saw, oh, he won the Heisman. Let's go ahead and pick him first pick. And the Browns can't do anything. They haven't had a winning season in forever. So they got to get him out of there. Hopefully keep a new, hopefully keep the same coach for at least one or two years. But that being said, move on to the Ravens. The Ravens is where it gets scary right here. So. 
the defending Super Bowl champs are the Chiefs. I feel like this year the Chiefs have a very good shot at going back to the Super Bowl, but their only legit challenge this year, like only only challenge in the AFC right now, like you could say the Patriots are a little challenge. No, the Patriots are not. The Ravens are the Chiefs' only, only, only challenge. I say that because you have Lamar Jackson throwing 20 for 25, 275 yards, three touchdowns, zero INTs. He can run the ball, seven carries, 45 yards. He had zero touchdowns. But then you also have J.K. Dobbins, seven carries, 22 yards, two touchdowns. The Ravens are a scary team. Very, very scary. They And you can still say, too, their defense... The defense held uh, the Browns to six points. Six points. You had LJ Fort, six tackles, or six sacks against Baker Mayfield. They are they are a team to look out. They are definitely, most definitely, a Super Bowl contending team. Which does suck if you're a Chiefs fan, because I feel like the Ravens are looking a lot more scary than they did last year. And the last year, they were good. It was their pop-off year last year, and now I think this is their year to come back. But... For Lamar Jackson fans, I don't know if you guys are all ban- or if you guys are bandwagons or not, but if you remember in Louisville, it was his freshman year that he popped off, or sophomore year that he popped off, won the Heisman, had over 50 touchdowns, and then his junior year, which is right like this, this is the same example right here. Last year was his sophomore year because his freshman year he didn't really play a lot. Sophomore year comes in, does amazing last year, like LSU or Louisville. Sophomore year, does amazing, wins the Heisman. Junior year, has a fallback year, does not do, does not meet it to expectations at all. So that's why I'm kind of worried right now of Lamar Jackson, but at the same time, I'm not after watching the first, after watching week, week one, game one. But you still got to watch out for that if you are superstitious or have curses or whatever. But if you don't want to think like that, Lamar Jackson is looking like an MVP candidate this year. Not for week one, but for the actual NFL. We'll get we'll we'll, we'll put him in the we'll put him in the week one uh uh MVP candidate list. We'll, we'll put him in there. But you know, he is a very scary quarterback, which is and he's super fun to watch. That's to say the least. Cuz he can run, he can throw, he's learning how to throw accurately. He can he can really do and he can do it all. He can do it all, which is fun to watch. The next game we have is the Colts and the Jaguars. Phillips Rivers, Philip Rivers, first game on the Colts. They lost twenty-seven to twenty by a touchdown. This was the game I was talking about—the touchdown, one, like by a touchdown. This is oh yeah, this is the first game of the uh, first game of the day on Sunday that I was talking about that had that was close into a field goal or a touchdown. So you have Phillip Rivers throwing 36 for 46, 363 yards, one touchdown, two INTs. Not a great day. Also, not a bad day. But you you also got to give it to him. It's his first day, first game, first game as a as a new starter on a new team that he's been on the uh, Chargers for his whole basically his whole career. So you you, you got to give him that game, which they did lose by just a touchdown to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which were led by Gardner Minshew, 19 for 20, 173 yards, three, I, three, three TDs, zero INTs. So 
Garner Minshew was looking pretty, pretty good uh, yesterday. Two days ago, I meant. So, yeah. That game I don't really want to touch a lot because it was a, it was it was a good game. Jonathan Taylor he had nine nine carries, twenty two yards. Uh, you had Naheem Hines he had seven seven carries, twenty eight yards, one touchdown. So, T. Y. Hilton four receptions, fifty three yards, zero touchdowns. So, yeah, I'm not gonna really like speak a lot bad about this game or good. It was it was it was, it was a good game to watch. I'm, nothing really special, but. Yeah, moving on, we have the Oakland Raiders. Psych, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. The brand-new Las Vegas Raiders, not in their new stadium yet, which I'm very excited to watch them play in their new stadium. But they were in Carolina yesterday. They did beat Carolina by four. This is the second game of the day that I'm talking about. That was by a field goal or touchdown. 34-30. to Um, Derek Carr went 22-30, for 239. 239 yards, one touchdown. Not a bad show out. But Henry Ruggs, two, this is this is the rookie out of Alabama, which I was hoping, I was really hoping that he um, kind of showed out today. But he did end up uh, getting hurt. I don't know if it was his calf or his uh, back, like his hamstring. But he did in the, I believe it was the second quarter he came out. But he did have three receptions, 55 yards. Two, uh, he had, he did run the ball twice uh, on Sunday. Two carries, eleven yards. But that's on the Raiders Raiders side. Next we have the Panthers that they had brand new quarterback Teddy Bridgewater coming out of New Orleans that led new, Teddy Bridgewater. If no one remembers, he led the uh, New Orleans Saints with was it five or six games on a win streak last year. I don't know. I don't remember, but it was when uh, Drew Brees was out. Teddy Bridgewater came in, stepped up, did amazing. Then he got then he got traded to the Panthers. He did pretty good, 22 for 34, 270 yards, one TD, zero INTs. Christian McCaffrey had 23 carries, 96 yards, two TDs. There, right there, my folks, is another week one MVP candidate. Christian McCaffrey just all around is, is such a good player, is a very good player. And also, Nebraska, we have another McCaffrey. Luke McCaffrey, the quarterback, which I hope, I hope he starts. Now, I'm not dissing Adrian Martinez. I'm just saying that Luke McCaffrey has been showing out. And from the plays that he has been making at Nebraska from last year, from the games he came in, he he looks like a stud. So I'm hoping that he gets a lot more playing time than he did last year because Adrian Martinez just did not look like the quarterback that we saw his freshman year, but he did get hurt. So I'm hoping that Luke McCaffrey comes in, gets a few games, at least a few games to start. So yeah. That being said, Raiders won that game 34 to 30. So here, here, here's the next game that I am gonna diss on the quarterback. I know I've been I've been dissing on a lot of quarterbacks this week or this weekend. Not a lot, but we do still have we have oh we have more quarterbacks to talk about. Don't don't worry about it. So this game we have the Bears versus the Lions. Let me catch my breath real quick before I talk. Um We have Mitch Trubisky. He's a bust. That's that's the least saying. I I get they won. I get he brought them back in the fourth quarter. 
I get that. He had three TDs, zero INTs, but this is another game where you can't just look at the stats. You have to look at the game. You have to be watching the game to realize he is not that great of a quarterback either. The first half, even into the third quarter, he was so inaccurate on all of his throws. He had wide receivers wide open down the field, just completely misses the targets, can't can't hit spots. You can't have that for a NFL team. I do get that, though. He did go 20 for 36, but still, and he did win 242 yards, but I, I don't know. I, I still think he's a bust. I hope people get and understand that he is. Like, next week, um, let me try to find... I don't know who they play next week, but if it is a better defense, uh, they play the Giants. So, never, never mind. The Giants don't have a good secondary either. So, well, I guess we'll have to just wait till next week to see what Mitchell Trubisky does, if he can fix it out this week in practice. But for what, if you were watching the game, you could see that Mitchell Trubisky was inaccurate on most of his throws. I want to look at his QBR rating right now. That, uh,. I, I can't find it, but I don't know. They did win, though. On the Lions side, Matthew Stafford, 24-42, 297 yards, one TD, one INT. Was not looking that great. But you do have Adrian Peterson, though, the very, very old veteran. 14 carries, 93 yards. Still has it. Still kicking. But they just couldn't pull out the win. They were close, though, in the fourth quarter. They just The defense let up, let the Bears come back. And they pulled out the win. So, after that, we have uh, uh, Seahawks and the Falcons. This game right here, this game was fun to watch. There's only two words why, or two names why. There are Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan. These guys showed up to play. The first, the first guy, Russell Wilson... He, that, there, he puts, Russell Wilson, I'll put him as number one right now for week one MVP spot. Put him, put him also on the NFL MVP, MVP candidate list so far, or watch list, whatever they have. Because he was, he, he went off against the uh, Falcons. 31 for 35, 322 yards, four touchdowns, zero INTs. And though, I have to mention, because the first half, the very first half, it took him to the mid of the second quarter to have his first incompletion. He was 13 for 13 before he made his first incompletion. That's insane. He is just a great quarterback. He has great um, great receiving core. DK Metcalf, four receptions, 95 yards, one touchdown. Chris Carson, six receptions, 45 yards, two touchdowns. Tyler Lockett, eight receptions, 92 yards, no touchdowns, but... They are looking like a very, very crisp team. Carlos Hyde, seven reception or seven carries, twenty-three yards, one touchdown. They are looking good. And also to mention, Russell Wilson had three carries, twenty-nine yards. So Russell Wilson is doing both now. They did pull out with the win, thirty-eight to twenty-five. Matt Ryan, thirty-seven for fifty-four, four hundred and fifty yards, two touchdowns, one INT. Todd Gurley, he had fourteen carries coming back. From a year when he didn't even play. Last year, he didn't play at all. Uh, he was hurt, and he kind of hurt a lot of fan- fantasy teams because they he they picked him. He was projected to do a lot at the beginning of the season, 
didn't play one game, which sucked. So I picked him this year, which, here, let me go to my fantasy. Because I was a little skeptical of picking him because I didn't know if he was going to be a bust or not be a bust. But he had, he had 13, which isn't bad. Could be a lot better. He was projected 15. But for Todd Gurley not playing a game last year, coming back and getting traded to the to the Falcons, he did do pretty good. 14 carries, 56 yards, one touchdown. So you got to give him that. Julio Jones. Let's give Julio Jones a little MVP week one candidate watch list spot. Nine receptions, 157 yards, zero touchdowns though, but nine receptions, 157 yards, 17.4 yards averaged for, uh, per reception. He was looking pretty good. So there's that game. Falcons got the win. Both those teams are looking pretty good though. So that was a very even matched team or even matched game. The Seahawks just did pull out with the win, 38-25. The next game... I'll talk about I'll I'll talk pretty good about this quarterback. We'll we'll, we'll keep a good uh good streak about talking about quarterbacks. We have the Patriots versus the Dolphins. The Patriots came out with the win 21-11 led by the brand new quarterback, the one-year deal, 1.75 million dollar deal. Cam Newton. Cam Newton was 15 for 19, 155 yards, zero touchdowns, zero INTs. Yes, that might not sound like the greatest stats, but then just just go down to his rushing stats. Ten, 15 carries, 75 yards, two touchdowns. He he was he was the leader of the game. He was definitely the leader of the game. His passing does need some work. Like we're like, I'm not going to lie about it. He didn't have bad passes. He his main target was Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman had five receptions, 57 yards, um, 11.4 average yards for, per reception. But without with, without throwing when he could they still would have they could still win win the ball game without even passing the ball one time. Cam Newton two uh, running touchdowns. There was uh, Sony Michael one touchdown. Um, that is their starting quarterback. That's who they started. Rex Burkhead, the Nebraska alumni, seven carries, thirty two yards. Didn't have any touchdowns though. But they they were they were looking like a solid team. I'm only they were they did look like a solid team. I'm not gonna get that wrong, but you gotta realize who they were playing. They were playing a Miami Dolphin team led by Ryan Fitzpatrick. And last year Ryan Fitzpatrick shocked everybody when they beat the Patriots, but that was I, that was just a weird time. They it was an upset last week the last week of the regular season, week seventeen. So, I guess they came back. Not really. They were looking like the old Miami that everyone knew. Ryan Fitzpatrick, though, did go 20 for 30, 191 yards with three INTs and zero touchdowns. So, not that great of a performance by him. So, not really looking like the Ryan Fitzpatrick everybody knows. But, without that, without being said, or without anything else, um, the Patriots just dominated. They flat out dominated them. Um, there's nothing else to really say. So, but so the Patriots are in the same. They're on the AFC. They have the Chiefs. They have the Texans. Uh, they have the Ravens. Um, I this it's too early, honestly, to say if the if 
the Patriots are a challenge for the Chiefs or the Ravens because they did win this weekend, though. But you, it also was the Miami. It also was Miami. So I, you can't really say right now of like who or what. Next weekend, though, it will be the real test. Really, honestly, the next games, like all of the games for the Patriots now, will be a test for to see if they, if they, if they can actually do it. Next week they play the Seahawks. After that, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos, 49ers, Bills, Jets, Ravens. So they do have a pretty stacked uh, schedule besides probably the Jets, maybe the Broncos, Raiders. I, I don't know. But next week will be a very good game to watch and see if Cam Newton do, does step up and can perform like he did this weekend. So there's that game. The next game it is... So this game was kind of, I don't know which way to go. I'm kind of flipping, though, towards Cincinnati. So this game is Cincinnati versus Chargers. The Chargers did pull out with the win, 16-13. to But with the Cincinnati, I'm not going to lie, they kind of they got cheated out. It was the second-to-last play of the game. It was a, Joe Burrow threw to A.J. Green, touchdown, they were in the red zone touchdown, but then there was a flag on AJ Green for offensive pass interference. Apparently, he pushed off of the uh, DB and he caught the ball and threw the flag. Joe Burrow was jumping up and down. He thought they he thought they won. He thought he won his fir- very first NFL game. Which don't get me wrong, Joe Burrow he he played like a beast, like an absolute beast. Twenty three for thirty six. It might not show it. But he did. 23 for 36, 193 yards, zero touchdowns, and one INT. It was his very first game as a NFL quarterback. He was, he did look, sadly, he did look very pressured in the backfield. He got sacked, I I bet, more than 10 times. But, or he got sacked eight times, which is, you can't really expect anything else from a very new quarterback and you don't have a very good offensive line either so you can't expect anything little or anything bigger but without being said without that being said um but I don't think the game is Joe Burrow's fault um if if you watch the game if you know how the game ended it ended with the kicker missing a 25 yard field goal because he apparently, from what it looked like on the field as he was walking off, before he was going to get killed by his teammates, it looked like he hurt his hamstring or something in his lo- in his higher leg, or his kicking leg. But he kicked it, walked off, like took like three steps fine, and then realized he missed it, and then started starting acting like he was hurt. So that was that was really bad for the Cincinnati. They made a good coaching call. They just the kicker kicker just cannot execute like the Titans game. The kicker went one for five that uh, last night. He did make the winning field goal though, but he he went one for five. Like you gotta be if you're in the NFL to be a kicker, you 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 gotta make you you gotta hit your kicks. You gotta make them because usually they go undrafted and then they just get signed to a free agent deal. And then like I I I'm not saying he got cut, but if you you miss if you miss that, you definitely aren't getting a good word from your coach that night. But 
He definitely didn't get a good word from anybody on his team. If they did make that, if he did make that field goal, they would have gone to overtime, and that could have just been another, I don't know, another type of game. Joe Burrow did, though. He had eight carries, 46 yards, one touchdown, rushing touchdown. It was his first rushing touchdown. It was in the first half. It was actually, he looked really, running the ball, he looked really good running the ball. I And he did look good throwing the ball. He just looked pressured, but th- that the Cincinnati doesn't really have a good offensive line. They need to get better help for Joe Burrow if he if they want if he want if they want him to be good. He needs more help and needs more um, wide receivers. But he does have AJ Green and uh, I don't know. I don't, he they they just need more help. He needs a lot more. But he did play good. I for his first game in the NFL, lost by three. So I think he will improve. Tyrod Taylor. Went 16 for 30, 208 yards. Not the greatest game for Tyrod Taylor. They did pull out with the pull out with the win though. Um, yeah, that's really the kicker for the the kicker for the um. Uh, I for the Chargers, he had most of the points. He had 10 points. He went. He had three out of four field goals made. Um, his longest was a 43 yard field goal. So. That's how they got ten points, and so their six points were from a touch or a. I stopped watching the game because it got boring. I just watched the last half. It was oh, it was a fumble or an interception on the defense, and that's how they got six. But so yeah, there's that game. Not really that big of a game, but Joe Burrow, he's in the league, the first overall pick. I honestly hope he has a very good se- a very good career because he was amazing in college, his senior year at least. He was really good, the Heisman winner. I I just hope he has a great career. The next game that is so that was hold on well, that was the third. Let me count that. One, two, three, four. That was the fourth game, fourth close game of the day, the fifth close game of the day. 24 to 20. The Cardinals and the 49ers. The Cardinals pulled out with the win, led by the young quarterback Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray went 26 for 40, 230 yards, one touch touchdown, and one t- INT. Kyler Murray could be playing in the MLB right now. Well, I want to say the MLB. I probably minor leagues, but minor leagues isn't playing right now, so I guess not. But he could have gotten drafted. To the Oakland Athletics, the 16th overall pick in the MLB draft two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. But he decided he wanted to go to the NFL and pursue his dreams as an NFL quarterback for the Cardinals. And he did. He pulled out with the win for the, for, for week one against the 49ers. The defending Super Bowl team, not the winners, but the other team. And they pulled out with the win. So, um... They did They did get some help on the receiving side. DeAndre Hopkins, he did get traded to the Cardinals. And was and he had he, he made some plays yesterday or Sunday. 14 receptions, 151 yards. Larry Fitzgerald, the very old uh, wide receiver, four receptions, 34 yards. That's the next up. DeAndre Hopkins was their main target yesterday. And also, they did run a lot. They had Drake. He had 16 carries, 60 yards. Kyler Murray... Had 13 carries, 91 yards, one touch, one rushing touchdown. Drake had also one rushing touchdown. Chase Edmonds, six carries, 26 yards. So the Cardinals, I wouldn't say they're a 
a playoff team. They might be a wild card team. I don't think they're that special of a team, though. But they're, they're definitely going to have, I feel like they're going to have a winning record. So that's good for the Cardinals because they, they've never really, they they need more, they need more assets for Kyler Murray. He's not, I wouldn't say Kyler Murray is a elite. He's an above average quarterback. He's not elite yet. He needs a lot more work, but I feel I feel like with work and a lot more wide receiver assets and running assets, they will be a great team. Next, this game, this game was kind of weird because it had its ups and downs for fantasy football and for real football. Um, it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Saints, and everyone wanted to watch this game. Everyone was tuning into it for one reason: TB12, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, the newly traded quarterback from the Patriots, the GOAT, the real GOAT, um, he went 23 for 36, 239 yards, two touchdowns, two INTs. This was, I was watching on ESPN, this was the first game since 2007 that he made, that he had his, an opener with two, over one or multiple INTs. So, not the best first game for uh, Tom Brady, but... Definitely not the worst. Definitely not the worst. They did lose, though, led by Drew Brees, 18 for 30, 160 yards, two touchdowns, zero INTs. The one thing that kind of scared me a lot with the receiving side of the Saints was their main target from last year, Michael Thomas. He had three receptions today, for or three receptions on Sunday for 17 yards. Um... And let's just say for the people who had Mike Thomas on their fantasy team were not happy at were not happy at all. He had let's go check. I was playing the person I was playing in my league uh, last week. He had him. Mike Thomas had four point seven yards. Um, you're definitely not going to be winning games with that. I don't know what happened. I don't, right now it says he's questionable. I don't know if he's like hurt, hurt. Or if like something happened during the game that he got taken out, but there was they didn't like they they threw to one guy really, or two guys, Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara and Jared Cook. They didn't throw to anybody else. Uh, Jared Cook is their tight end. He had five receptions, eighty yards, zero touchdowns though. Alvin Kamara had five receptions, fifty-one yards, and one touchdown, but. Um, the Saints still still did pull out with the win. They were looking pretty good. Emmanuel Sanders also had one touchdown, but he only had three receptions, 15 yards. The defense had one INT, um, two INTs actually, and the kicker had 10 points. So, yeah. Um, that wasn't a really good game by both teams. They didn't have like an outstanding game. Uh, let's see Gronkowski stats. Gronkowski, two receptions, eleven yards. Nothing, nothing really. That's not not really anything, honestly. Chris Godwin, which is supposed to be the big guy, he did. He had six receptions, seventy nine yards. And if you're looking, if you're um, here's another bust that I think everyone thinks that's gonna be good. Um, Mike Evans. Last year he did pretty good fantasy. I had him. I had him. Quotations had him. On my fantasy team. Oh, I gotta close this. Is that closed? Alright, it's closed. 
I had Chris Godwin. I had Mike Evans on both of my fantasy teams, and he ended up having one reception and two yards. He did have a TD, though, but it only gives him, like, seven points, six points, and two yards aren't going to do you that much good in fantasy. So, I don't... I dropped him already, already because I think it's going to be how the entire season is going to go. He's hurt, and, and he's fine. He's hurt. He's fine. He's hurt. It's his hamstring that he hurt last year, and or during camp. Not last year. During camp, and so it's going to be an issue within the whole year. I just don't want to mess with it. My opinion is if you have him right now, you can. I would say drop him because he's not a running. He's not a wide receiver you want to risk and start and then go like how go one reception, two yards, and one touchdown. You don't. You don't want that. So. But that's how that goes. Um, the next game we got is I think we're winding down on the games. Yes, the last game we're going to talk about before we get into the MVP of Week One. The first game. This thing is not wanting to cooperate. This is like a little jar. Um, for the it was Sunday Night Football Cowboys versus the Rams. This game, the other game. This is the last game. That it was a very close game. Here, let's go ahead and do a last count of this entire week of close games. So we have the first one, Colts, Jaguars, Raiders, Panthers, Bears, Lions, uh, Chargers, Bengals, that's four, five, Cardinals, 49ers. Uh, and then six is Cowboys, Rams. Oh, I guess on seven now, Titans and Broncos. We already talked about that game in the beginning, though. Cowboys and the Rams. The Rams did pull out with the win, 20-17. to Dak Prescott for the Cowboys went 25 for 39, 266 yards, one touchdown, zero INTs. Everybody, so not everyone hates on Dak Prescott, but they don't like him. I, I really like Dak Prescott. I think he's a very good quarterback. I think that he can make plays. He can pass the ball good. He has good arm strength. He can run the ball decent. Um, but like he can run the ball three yards, uh, or three carries, thirty yards. But you also they their running cores ran strictly by Ezekiel Elliott, twenty two carries, ninety six yards, one touchdown. Their receiving core, Amari Cooper, ten receptions, eighty one yards, zero touchdowns. I was really excited to watch C D Lamb. He didn't. He, he, he produced, he had five receptions, 59 yards. I don't think he produced that how much he could have been, like what he could have done. But Ezekiel Elliott did have another touchdown, a receiving touchdown. He had three receptions, 31 yards, one touchdown. So on the day, Ezekiel Elliott had two touchdowns. So in conclusion, well, I'll, get, I'll get to the Rams, Rams part, and then I'll talk about the end of the game because there was some controversy if the Rams or if the Cowboys got cheated out or something. But Jared Goff, 20 for 31, 275 yards, zero touchdowns, one INT. Um, he had Cup, four receptions, 40 yards. Um, Robert Woods, he was the main target on Sunday night. 18 yard, 18 carry, or 18 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns. Or wait, no, never mind. I'm the wrong player. Wrong, Malcolm Brown had. 18 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns. Woods, six receptions, 105 yards, zero touchdowns. Now let's get into the end of the game. So this was the very last play of the game, or end of end. I don't think it was the last play of the game. End of the game. 
it was uh, Gallup that it he caught a ball, or he was going to catch a ball from Dak Prescott, and the Rams DB was guarding him, and it's the same call that happened on AJ Green earlier that day. It was an offensive pass interference. Gallup pushed off of the DB. He extended his he extended his elbow. That's that's the that's how you know they're gonna call it if the wide receiver pushes off the DB or corner and extends his elbow and his entire arm is extended. It's an automatic easy call for the ref, and he'll call that every day, any day. And it just sucks because it sucks if you're a Cowboys fan because you guys probably would have won that game if he if that did, if that call didn't happen. But it did happen. It did turn out. LA Rams won with their new logo, new team, not new team, new stadium though, SoFi Stadium. It was pretty cool to watch that and play in that stadium for the first time on Sunday night. So congrats to the Rams for having a new stadium. Now we're getting in to the end of the podcast with the new thing, NFL MVP, MVP of the week. So let's go ahead and run through our candidates real quick. We have, starting out, let's see, we have, I said we, I'm trying to go back to the schedule. All right, here we go. So, Aaron Rodgers, number one content, number one candidate, number two candidate, we have Lamar Jackson, number three candidate, we have um, Christian McCaffrey, number four candidate, we have Russell Wilson. Number five candidate, we have, uh, uh, who was it? Oh, Patrick Mahomes. So, I'm going to be going off these. I'm going to be judging all these players, all these five players by stats, by the stats they had, and by who they were playing, and by me, because I was watching all the games, so I know that I was watching who, who, what defense they were playing, how they did, and stuff. Okay, so. Starting out, we'll evaluate, let's see, we have Patrick Mahomes. I already kind of evaluated him, but Patrick Mahomes, 24 for 32, first game, 211 yards, three touchdowns, zero INTs. Um, he played good. I already went over him a little bit. I already went over all these quarterbacks, so I don't want to, I already went over all these players, so I don't want to go over him because this is getting, this would be boring. But I don't think Patrick Mahomes, I don't think he played to his, his highest expect- expectations people had him uh, on Thursday. So I, I'm not going to give him the MVP this week. But he did still play phenomenal. I'm just hoping that next week against the Chargers he'll play a lot better than what he did and he'll use his wide receivers like Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins more than what he already did. Next, we have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a beast. I already said it earlier. 32 for 44, 364 yards, four touchdowns, and zero picks. Folks, we might have a close run today for the MVP because Aaron Rodgers really showed up and showed out. So I don't need to say anything more about him. Christian McCaffrey, he he's just Christian McCaffrey. He's so good. 23 carries, 96 yards, two touchdowns. That... That those stats right there shows it for himself. He definitely is a carry for the Carolina Panthers. They did the thing is though they did not win this week, so I don't really know if he deserves MVP this week. But 
and I'll keep him in mind. I'll keep that. He's still on there. I'm not counting any of these players out. I'm just recapping of their of their day they had. Next, we have the Seahawks. We have Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, phenomenal. Showed up. Showed it. Looked. He was mid-season form, throwing a whopping 31 for 35, 322 yards, four touchdowns. I already went through this. I don't need to say anymore. He is good. That's kind of weird, but he is in midseason form. Everyone saw that on Sunday, beating the Falcons 38-25. Here we go. Let me sit in my tra- chair real quick for this. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, drum roll, please. Hold on. Let's change this. Drum roll, please. Okay. So, the MVP... NFL Week 1 for Too Much Sports Podcast is out of the Seahawks, the quarterback, Russell Wilson. That was kind of weird, but Russell Wilson is your Week 1 NFL MVP for Too Much Sports Podcast. There will be more MVPs every single week. I'll be doing a new one every single week. Hey, should I do it? If you're still watching right now, um, let me know, texting me or whatever. Let me know if I should do if I should let players that already won the MVP rejoin in the MVP candidacy. Like let's say now Russell Wilson, he won it just now. Congrats to Russell Wilson. I don't think he's ever gonna hear this, but he just won it MVP for week one. But should I let him rejoin if he pops off again and does amazing next week? So let me know. Um, that should do it for this episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Um, I enjoy doing these again. I have enjoyed. I just, honestly, in the summer, I never had time to do them. But I enjoy doing them. I like them. I, I, I love doing it. Um, but now it's just a lot better that there are sports back. Like, in the summer, there were no sports. Or early summer, there was no sports. It was, like, getting kind of boring. There's like, nothing to talk about. But now there is. Fun, energetic. I love doing this. So, without saying anything else, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.